Welcome to uh, Naked Shamanism, episode number 10. Yes, I'm Iggy Garcia. I'm your host today, and I'm going to be sharing um, some of my thoughts, some of the things that I'm going to be working on. We're actually going to be talking about animal communication, animal totems, what that means. So hopefully you can join on our live stream on Facebook. Look me up at Iggy Garcia on Facebook. And if you want to um, call in, there is no call-in number tonight. The show will be recorded. It is a live show, so we actually are doing three different things today. We're actually doing a live stream, and we're actually doing a live feed, and we're doing a video recording all at once. So if I look on the live stream like I'm not paying attention to you and not looking at you, um, I apologize for that because we're doing multiple things at the same time. So here on Naked Shamanism, eh, we talk about shamanism. We talk about metaphysical, the holistic, uh, the different things that a lot of us are part of. And for those of you who are not aware of the work that I do and what I've been doing for several years, um, I work in the holistic and metaphysical field. That's what I do. That's for my living. That's how I maintain my lifestyle. Um, so shamanism, a lot of my trainings come from Peru, South America. Some of them also I've learned here in the United States as well. But the majority of it was from Peru, from my family. And a lot of it is also learning on my own, teaching myself and learning to be in communication with Earth Mother, to be in communication with the animals, be in communication with other people, other practitioners. That's how you learn, and that's how we, we improve our skills. So today, what I'm going to try to attempt to do is talk about animals, and animals are around us every day. Um, sometimes we see them, sometimes we don't. Sometimes our own little animals are the animals that are just in our house, our dog, our cat, our hamsters, our snakes, you know, our frogs, our turtles, you name it. All these things are symbolic and very important to what we do. So I want to welcome people to the live stream. I want to welcome Rachel and Doug, uh, both people I both know. So welcome to the show. So today we're going to talk a little bit about animals, what, what it means to be in communication with them. Um, that's probably one of my biggest uh, things that I work on besides the drumming that I do uh, around, the, around the country, around, you know, locally here when I teach. So animals. Um, you know, for a lot of people, animals are, um, are part of our life, but also there are also a segment of what is not. So sometimes we don't notice them because we're so busy being human beings. We're so busy living our lives and trying to do the things that we do on a normal basis. Um, for a lot of people don't understand that animals actually come into our, into our, you know, periphery, come into our lives to send us messages. And sometimes they come into our lives just because they come into our lives. It's kind of like people, when they walk in, they're there for a moment and then they leave. And then we learn lessons from them. We learn lessons from um, the animals the same way we learn from people. Uh, the biggest thing people teach us is um, they mirror back to us the things that we either have to work on or things that we just observe about other people that we don't really understand or maybe we don't want to travel that road. Animals kind of do a similar thing. Animals do the same thing. Animals actually teach us to be more aware of our surroundings. So think about the animals that you have in your home. Think about, you know, if you have a dog or cat or multiple uh, group of animals, why you have the animals that you have. For many people, certain animals bring certain types of energies to the home. You know, a dog can bring a very protective energy, a very unconditional love, you know, energy that is very um, unique to itself. And for cat and cat lovers and people who have cats as well, the cat also brings a self of um, 
of importance, a self of um, independence. Cats are very unique in a sense where they they, they kind of command how they want things to happen in, in their home. And dogs can do that too, but in the same instance, when we bring them into our home, they become part of our family. They become part of who we are. They become part of the things that we, we share with them. And it's super important to, you know, appreciate them for what they are. Animals, animals are not just uh, things. They're just not like uh, something that you collect, something that you just bring into your house. If you're not an animal person, that's okay. And if you don't want animals in your house, that's perfect. You should know exactly what you want in your life when you're dealing with animals. Because animals are very, they're very, very different than us in the sense that they, when they accept love, they accept it very unconditionally. Even your cat, who's very, you know, it has his own way or she has her own way. But they do. They really depend on us. And we also, you know, are very open to sharing and caring for them. So what I wanted to talk to you today about was why when we are presented animal totems and when things come into our into our life, what does that really mean? Is Does that mean anything? A lot of the times when, um, when you look at animals, you know, say, let's say a, a hawk flies past your window you know, of your car, turns to the left. Well, for a lot of people who are very engaged in animal totems and engaged in animals, they, they see that as a sign. They see that as something that the great spirit or someone is trying to communicate to them. This is true. This could be true. Let's put it this way. This could be true. It could also be not true. Okay. So I want to say hi to Markel and Mark Matheny. Thanks for watching, guys. Thanks for listening. But what I want to say is this, when an animal comes into your, into your sphere of where you are, where you're at, it doesn't always mean that there's a message there. The human, it's human nature and it's our belief systems that create this message. We start to believe that there is a message, but there's another part of it too. So I'm going to contradict myself here. There is a message. The question is, do you want the message? Do you want to receive the message? Do we need to receive the message? We don't always have to receive the message. Sometimes it's just observing the beauty of the animal and presenting itself past us. I've heard many stories. I've had stories about animals and why, you know, I don't do certain things or didn't go that way because of, you know, the message. But, you know, it's really our belief systems, what we hold in our heart, what we hold deeply here what animals mean to us, what it means for an animal to present itself. Okay, so an animal presents itself. An animal is also another sentient being on this planet, another animal who, you know, who, or another version of ourselves, another carbon-based life form that's living on this planet, sharing the space. Sometimes animals will crowd into certain areas as humans do. It, because there's more safety in numbers, number one. So it, to receive a message from an animal, it's really up to you. It's really up to you if you believe that to be true. If you believe that animals are sending you a message, then you're going to resonate there. You're going to go there. If you don't believe that or you don't care, then you're not. it's not going to happen. But it's there. I'm just letting you know that there is there. There is a secondary message there if there is no message you want to receive. I have friends who are really, oh, this came by today. Oh, and I'm really happy for them because they believe that. It's in their core. It's in their system. 
the animal means something to them. It's something very valuable, very precious to them. And you honor that. And I honor that. When an animal presents himself. For me, animals, I take it two ways. They have a message or they're just doing their natural thing. They're just flying. They're doing whatever. But, you know, for me, it has a double meaning. I can choose to take the meaning and observe it and try to figure it out. Or just accept that an animal is doing its natural thing, flying through its habitat, doing its own thing. So that's one way you can look at it. So you're not so you don't have to get overwhelmed and stressed out about it. Sometimes we get too complicated with things. Now I want to thank Anita for joining the joining the live feed. I hope you're enjoying our, our topic, animal communication. And it is communication. That's important. I said communication, not not animal signs. Animal communication. Animals communicate with us on a level that sometimes maybe we're not able to communicate with them. Some of us are open to the possibilities of communication. <clears throat> communication comes in many forms. Communication comes in many ways. So your dog communicates to you when it needs to go to the bathroom. When you when you get up in the morning, she or he is wagging his tail and it says, I need to go outside. But you didn't speak a word. There was no word spoken. There was an understanding. There was this third third eye or higher self of understanding between you and that animal that you just knew not because you train the dog or you train you know the cat to go out the door it's a communication it's an actual unspoken communication through the eyes through the smell through the ears through emotion through a wiggle the animal moving and that's super 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 important that's how we get to know things get to know the animals in our lives so communicating with them all the time. An animal knows when you're angry. An animal knows when you're sad. An animal knows when there's something in your mind perplexing it, causing you some stress. And they tend to come to us when we're in need the most. Or maybe when we're most observant, when we're down, when our energy is low, we observe things that we maybe we didn't observe when we were at the higher energy because we're so in the flow and moving through it that we search for these different things in order for them to come to us so we can get a read from it. So let's say a scenario that was told to me once was this hawk flew past someone's window. Very fast, very quick. Like, and to the left. And so this person was really keen and really big about you know, the animals communicating to them, giving them a sign. And, you know, this person ended up slowing down their car and just took it slower than usual you know usually it would go a little faster and um there was some something happened up ahead i mean the road was closed or whatever and they had to make a quick decision i don't know the whole story completely but it falls along that lines sometimes in the direction where the animal is facing or coming from or going to is also a way for animals to you know let us know that there's something coming on there's 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 a higher source that sometimes we don't necessarily are connected to in the verbal and a mental capacity, but it's such above us and it's such a high, you know, higher self that sometimes we communicate to ourselves and to the point where we can actually, you know, understand something without even really understanding it in the context of the human being's mind, the way we think about it. So anytime someone comes to me and asks me questions about, you know, animal communication or animal science, Iggy, what's it mean? What's that mean? You know, 
the first thing I do, and I think it's always empowering to allow somebody to have their own their own interpretation of what that may mean before I actually give my two shamanic sense, you know, whatever you want to call it. Because I can actually dictate maybe to some degree what that would mean unless you own it or don't own it. And when you have a sphere of influence in the position that I am in the in the work that I do, people take that to they take that. They take that for word. They believe what I'm saying. So I always invite people to go to the space to see what that meant to you, what it means to you. So those of you who are listening right now who are on the show, if you ever had an encounter with an animal, if you ever ask me, I will always ask you, what does it mean to you? What does it feel like to you? What does that feeling feel when you saw this happen, when you saw this deer, when you saw this dog, when you saw this bat, you know, just fly at you and try to hit you? Or when you ran into a certain situation. The thing is, it's important for us to build and build that communication with our animal animal friends in the animal kingdom. Because they're trying to communicate to us. And then it's like me trying to interpret for you what it means. Then if we get to the point where you still need more information, you still need to go deeper, then I'll go in. I'll go into that point and then I'll share what I feel. But it's always super, super important. I always highly recommend everybody to try to understand. Now, for a lot of people who are new to this and trying to figure it out how to communicate, how to talk to animals, you know, there's different ways you can do this. You can do it on your own. You can figure it out because everybody has the capacity to do this. Everybody has the capacity. I don't care who you are because you're not going to get it wrong. You're not going to get it wrong because when you when you guess, it's what's inside your spirit, what's inside your subconscious, what's inside you, what you're creating. So if you said a dog ran across the street and you almost hit it, then there's there's something there for you to figure out, to work on, and to understand. We can break it down to the smallest minute little fragments and try to decipher it. Or it could just be that a dog ran across the street and we're fortunate that we did not hit the dog. Because many things could happen if we did, right? So I encourage people to to study, to learn, to read, to write down the things that you think what animals mean to you. I'll pull, here's a deck of cards that I use a lot because I don't use actual, it's called uh, Parallel Animals Oracle Cards, okay? And it's made, the cards are made by Stephen D. Farmer, PhD. It's one of my favorite. And most of it's because of the the designs and the, and the short sayings on these cards. For example, here's the hummingbird, okay? The hummingbird is about joy and lightening up. And that's as far as I go. I don't go into the book unless I truly, truly, truly want to go in there. And I'll tell you why I don't go in the book. Because, number one, if I draw that card, there's a reason that I need to draw the card. I need to process. I need to work through the card and understand what that card means, what that hummingbird means to me, what it means to me, what it plays out, what is going on. But it's not just about the hummingbird. It's it's a lot of facets. When you read a card like this, when you pick a card, when you read a book, you must also try to understand and try to figure out the color schemes in here, the flowers, you know, the bird. Why? Why the bird? The beak. Every aspect. And to concentrate on this card. For example, you would concentrate on this card and you would look at this card and you just feel, you'd feel the energy drawn from it. You'd go, and you just focus. What does the hummingbird mean to you? Hummingbird can mean small, fast, quick, long beak can get to places where you can't get. Hum 
the word hum mean is also important. You have to break down the phonetics of a word as well. Humming. Hum. Humming is also a very powerful tool for toning our body to align our chakra points, to align our system. It does something to our spirit. It does something to our soul. It does something to what is inside of us. So when you pick a card, when you pick any deck that you work with, I know there's a lot of practitioners that do what I do. They don't necessarily go into the book that is that comes along with the cards. You know, raccoon. For many of us, the raccoon pops up, you know, and the raccoon means certain things to everybody. The raccoon is, a, is about the mask. It's about the raccoon that has no... No saliva glands to break down food, so it has to eat by water. That's why it uses water. That's why it always drinks. You know, if you know things about animals, you have to break that thing down. Animals also represent certain things on the medicine wheels of different nations and different cultures. And a small rodent type animals represent looks within. Looks within ourselves. Skins, bone, and all the aspects of who we are and what we believe. So when you deal with animals... That's something that I encourage you to create what you think it means to you. Because you know what? You'll have fun doing it. You'll have fun. But you really got to know when there's books you can buy. There's all kinds of books. I'm not here to promote any particular book. You know, there's all kinds. And the best place to get books, you just go to Half Price Books. And this isn't a plug for them. But I find that you sometimes you just have to go someplace, you know, and invest you don't have to invest a lot of money. It's just the time. And remember, animals are always communicating to us. So when your dog is barking, you know, a lot of us go, shut up, be quiet, shut up, Bill, quit barking. You know, an animal's place is also to protect the home. It's also to there to be a sentient, you know, to, to you know, let you know that someone's at the door. So, you know, I know it can be annoying. I know it can be frustrating. But it'd probably be better to know that someone's at your door that you don't, that you want to invite in the versus not invite in. Now, animals, like our, our domesticated animals that we have, they're very powerful beings. They know us better than we know ourselves sometimes. They know when we're not feeling well. They know. But we know when they're not feeling well. We know when they're out of alignment, when they're out of sync. And sometimes we have to be open in aware what they're trying to tell us and for those of you who have animals you know what i'm talking about animals become our family animals huge part of of, of man's life women's life huge so communicating with them is a constant thing are we really training them no we're showing them a, a pattern of behavior that we would like them to understand but here's another thing they also teach us a pattern of behavior as well you think that you're feeding your dog at 6 a.m and that's the pattern of behavior you're teaching your animal actually your animal's teaching you to feed them at 6 a.m they have more control over your life and they have more say sometimes than we give them credit for they fall into routine they put us into a routine we both become part of a routine 
And it's important because animals need that. But humans need that too. Sometimes animals help us build structure in our own lives when we don't have structure. When sometimes we can communicate better with an animal than we can with a human being. But human beings are a type of animal. We are an animal. And we also have our issues and we're working on them as well. So the communication part of anim you know, living with animals is super, 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 super important. So let's go outside of our realm of the house a little bit. Let's step outside and let's go into the woods. Okay, we're in the woods. We're walking down the road. And then all of a sudden, boom, a giraffe appears. <laughs> a giraffe appears. And maybe if you're living in a zoo or in Africa, I don't know. But I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose because expect the unexpected, especially when you're dealing with animals out in nature. Okay. For example, this card says giraffe foresight. You are able to see what is in store for you in the future. Now, we can take the card very literally or we can take the card to, you know, just to be in, you know, for, you know, just for fun. The foresight. So what would be foresight? Why would giraffe have foresight? Well, number one, it has a long neck, right? So it can see further than a lot of animals. It can look above the tree line sometimes, okay? And you're able to see what's in store for the future. So it's actually a projection card. It's about being able to see things. But if you look at giraffe, it also has its mapping on its body. It has the long neck and it has the mapping. And all these mappings also have little messages on them too. Even the tail. And a giraffe, in order for it to survive, it, its body has to do some amazing things. As soon as that head goes down, it has to do, there's some, there's just some things that I can't explain. They just work and defy gravity in order for that giraffe neck not to snap off. So these are the things you have to also think about. Giraffe, long neck, as it can't just get water like any other animal. But it can reach the highest foliages and do the higher things. So that's what I want you to do. I want you to examine and observe the animals you're dealing with. So you're walking through the woods. You're doing great. You're having a good time. And boom, a monkey appears. <laughs> All right. Monkey ingenuity. The situation calls for adaptability, innovation. Okay. These are someone else's thoughts, someone else's version, someone else's idea of what a monkey means. So. When you read these cards, when you read any card or any book, this is somebody else's interpretation of what that may mean. Passed down maybe by generation by generation, or maybe just somebody's thoughts. I'm sure monkey, for a lot of people, will probably mean to be playful, to be aware, to move, to swing, to understand. So I invite you to look at these cards, look at what you're reading, and try to understand and try to break it down, okay? So we walk through the woods and we see a rabbit. Okay, we're getting closer now. Something a little bit more up our alley. Rabbit is about fertility. Your creativity is at its peak. Well, everybody knows that rabbits, they multiply, okay? So rabbits are multiplying. So, but they're also very gentle, very fluffy, and they're cute, okay? Cute, rabbits are cute. I never heard anybody say they don't like rabbits. But anyhow, but rabbits, you know, conjure all these animals conjure up emotions and they conjure up feelings in our body. So boom, we feel it. Ooh, it's like, ooh, a rabbit. But see, I was trained and I was taught if I see a rabbit, that's also an aspect of of myself in the core 
deep-rooted issues about who I am and what that means. Rabbit is very, very gentle, very, very cute, but Rabbit is also very quick. Rabbit is very patient and will wait for the last moment to flee if it has to. But it's ready. It's never not ready. And sometimes, you know, it gets caught. But Rabbit's a good example. Rabbit is about movement. Rabbit's about being flexible. Okay? Being creative. Being ready to know where you're going to go. I can guarantee you a rabbit already has an exit plan to exit danger before you even thought about it. A rabbit says, I'm going to go through that fence if a dog comes this way because the dog's going to hit his head on the fence. Okay? They have, they, they, these animals are smart. These animals aren't stupid. Animals, you know, they know things. Okay? I'm showing you some of these cards. You know, for example, moose. Moose is about authority. Know what's best for you. Okay, so when you, just right there, the moose conjures up authority. It makes strength. You know, you're like, woof. You know, you feel it. I mean, I mean, if I say moose, you probably feel the majestic, the, the majesty of that moose, what it means with its big antlers on its head. I wouldn't mess with it. I wouldn't mess with any of those animals. But that's, those are the things understanding and getting and learning. So, the other one is, um, for example, this wolf card. You are safe, protected at all times. Okay. Now, wolf also conjures up emotions. Most animals conjure up emotions. There aren't too many that don't. The basic animals that conjure up emotions, when people see them, this is the huge, 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 are wolves, foxes, okay, eagles, hawks, okay, deer, those are probably your top five, I would have to say, are bear. Your six, we don't have a whole big bear issue here, okay? But then, you know, those are those animals, they conjure up emotions immediately into our body. Other animals that conjure up emotions are the swan, peacocks, things that we see like this, you know? And then when, we, when we're out of, when we see, uh, for example, a bobcat, okay, in, in their neighborhood, that we know that you bobcats don't usually live there. That kind of drops emotions too. In this communication. And another animal, maybe down south a little bit, is, is a dolphin, an alligator, snakes. Those kind of animals kind of drop emotions as well. So depending where you live, you know, you'll conjure up more. And something sometimes you expect certain things to be a certain place. Now, dolphins are amazing. They are probably one of the most highly intelligent creatures on the planet. Do we give the credit for that? No, we don't. We don't give them credit. We don't give them credit because we're the higher intelligence on this planet. Sometimes I wonder. Human beings right now are kind of out of touch. They're not in alignment with their animal kingdom friends, the plant lives, and just the land itself. We're not in, we're not in communication. We're not in alignment. Some of us are, but it's a very small minority. Very, 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 very small. It's super important, those of you in the minority, to become the majority and to make sure that those animals are never forgotten, that the trees are never forgotten. We just rip and tear things apart, man does, for some unknown reason, and we don't replace anything. And it breaks you. 
my heart and it breaks a lot of people's hearts when we see just things get destroyed. So where do our friends go? Where do our little animal friends go? Well, most likely they're going to end up in your backyard. Most likely you're going to find them a little bit closer to home than you used to. They have nowhere to go. When you rip out their, their sanctuaries, their little forests, their little enclaves, they have to go somewhere. Okay, so animals right now are communicating with us at a higher rate than probably ever before. Just in the neighborhood that I live in, in the area I live, we there's really nowhere for them to go. There's really no place for them to be. And so when we see them in our yard, we're all we're all struck. We're like, oh, so cute. But but actually, they're homeless in the sense, homeless in the sense where they don't have their house like they used to. They don't have their little woods where they used to, you know, stay at. And that's our fault. That's us as humans, because we keep expanding, we keep growing, we keep pushing, we keep, you know, going outward and outward and outward. But then the infrastructure inside collapses because we don't take care of it. So the animals are constantly, constantly talking to us. You know, at my dad's house, there's there's a pair of little, little does and there's a buck. I haven't seen the mom. It's possible she was probably hit by a car or hurt. Usually they're pretty close. But that's the, not the first group. This is like the second or third group that I've seen there. When I first lived there, when I was living at my dad's place, and then I finally moved, the last few you know, weeks and months that I was there, I was having a lot of animal encounters. My biggest encounter, the hugest encounter I ever had with animals ever, 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 was probably a horde of, of deer. I mean, there was must have been 20, 30 deer in my dad's yard and across the street. You can see them walking by people's windows panes and the lights you know how the, the shadow casts off and there was one big huge deer and it must have been uh, it must have been a bug but it didn't have its antlers yet and it just looked at me and it was probably about 10 feet from me and you know i just turned around and there it was about freaked me out because i never seen deer get that close to me and it was looking at me and it was watching me and it gave me this stare down like but not a bad stare down not, not an evil stare down and I looked and I looked like around and I could see all these deers, different sizes. And I was just totally blown away by it. I never had that encounter. I never seen so many deer in one place. I didn't even know we had that many deer in just our little locale and little area. And that's just right down the street here, not too far from Bethel Road in Columbus, Ohio. And I tell you, I was just, I was floored. I was, I was just like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. But I was also, it was also an honor. It was so beautiful to see and to observe. I think that was the biggest thing is the observation to be able to go, oh my God, that's that's amazing. This is, this is like, not everybody gets to see this. Not everybody gets to witness this. And it was at night. But, you know, my mental mind, my human brain was just trying to count how many deer were out there. Because, I don't know, I just felt like I had to. There was a part of me inside of me that had to count how many were there. I needed to know. Because it was a family, it was like a, a, it was like an exodus. We actually moved from that house too. We were moving as well, and so the deer were moving, and we were moving, and we were sharing this common bond that we were moving, being displaced, going someplace else. And that sticks with you. That those kind of things are, are permeated in your mind. You know, they're fixated there, burned in there. You'll never forget that, that image. And I like to really paint that one day. But the cool thing was that. A few days later, I, I, after that occurred, and we were moving out, 
I, I found an antler. And the antler is here in my room. Uh, I didn't bring it up, but it's a huge, huge antler. It's probably, probably as long as my arm almost. That's how big it was. One, and I had photographed earlier in that month, uh, one antlered a deer. And I was like, wonder where his antler is. Well, I found the antler by our, we have a, what do you call it, a, a labyrinth. And it was laying there. And when I went to go walk the labyrinth, I saw the antler. And I tell you, I just busted out crying. I was just like, I was just like, I was just in awe, number one. And number two, I was just like, so humbled. It was like a gift, a reminder. And uh, it was just so, it was such a powerful visual, such a powerful thing to feel and to see that antler and to be holding it and to say, you know what, maybe it fell off naturally, you know, like they do. Or maybe he said, this is for you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to be on your land. But either way, you know, you can interpret that however you want, but it's a communication. It was There was a word spoken. There was something spoken there that I can't explain to you on this 3D level. But on the 5D level, it takes me on a trip of imaginations, which is unforgettable. I was just totally moved by it. Totally, totally moved by it. To see this animal. And to just find the antler. And it's a big part of the medicine I do. I use that antler a lot. It's a symbolization. So animals communicate. Yes, yes they do. Yes, they do. And they love communicating with us. They're communicating right now. The birds, they're singing. Are they communicating? Absolutely. They're talking to one another. Just like we do. You know, they're tweeting. Tweet, tweet. <laughs> you know, they're tweeting their little messages to one another. Because you know what? Animals animals are like people. Okay, They, they have their social structures. And they have their... <clears throat> There are likes and dislikes about certain other birds and other animals. You know, birds aren't big on cats, from my view, from my vantage point, from my cat, okay? And so they communicate. They talk to one another. They, they send messages constantly. I, I have this little wren that lives on one of the trees. And when my cat shows up, the wren just goes berserk. And she's just like, because you know what? She's making sure that the other birds, number two, Number two, she's making sure that the other wren, wherever it's at, that's helping out, you know, is protecting its home. And that's 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 awesome to see that, to watch that play out. And my cat's not even doing anything. My cat's just chilling and walking. She's like, he's just like, yeah. well, get me some food. You know, he's just ready to go inside. But the birds notice him. You know, they, they, they understand. And... When I go out in the morning on the deck, the birds notice me. They they seem to chirp louder, tweet louder, I don't know. And then sometimes they'll drop on top and they'll land on the, the little road cardinals will land on the banister and just look at me. And the finches, they all line up on top of the, you know, the, the trestle I have there where my garden is. And they just look at you. And you're going, are they looking at me? And I'm going, I'm going to go with, yes, they're looking at me. Because... That feels right. Now, are they saying anything to me? I'm sure they're trying to say something. And maybe I'm just 
observing and just kind of enjoying them, which is okay. And that's cool because that's kind of what I like to do sometimes. I don't want to always analyze and figure out what the animals are trying to tell me. Sometimes it's they're there. Maybe they're doing what I'm doing. Maybe they're looking at me going, oh, look, it's a big fat human. Ha, 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 look at him. Yeah, he's, you know, maybe they're just laughing at me. Maybe they're goofing off. I don't know. You know, we, we don't give them credit like we get, you know, we look at them. We're bird watching. I'm bird watching. Maybe they're human watching. Ah, we're human watching. Oh, look at the little guy in the blue shirt. Oh, he's so cute. Look at him. He's got a little hat on today, don't he? Yeah, yeah, I see. So, you know, animals, animals, they, they do this stuff. If you don't think they don't do this, then you got to go back out in nature and you got to go hug a tree or something. Get realigned and get regrounded. Because the animals are watching us. Animals love us. And they're also very cautious of us. So communicating with them, it, talk to them. You'd be surprised. Open your mouth. And if you don't want to open your mouth, then telepathy. Use your mind. Throw a message out there. Say, just go. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what you learn about yourself communicating with animals. Animals are, free, are cute. They're fun. But they're very protective of their homes like we are. I saw crows shoo away in a hawk once. This was a big hawk. This wasn't just some little dinky little hawk. This was a big hawk. And it took like three or four crows to move him out. Now, most people would think that the hawk was powerful and strong and could do whatever it wanted to do, possibly. And it probably, maybe it ate, it's the, the crow's babies. I don't know. But the crows eat the little hawks' babies too. But this battle, this aerial battle that went on was amazing. It was beautiful. I mean, yeah, it wasn't probably fun for the hawk. But, you know, these crows knew that they had to defend their home. They had to defend their territory. Because they know. I mean, it's, it's just... It's just the way nature is. You know, it's survival of the fittest for sometimes for these animals. And, you know, that's what the next generation becomes stronger and stronger and stronger. So, uh, you know, I thought all birds got along. No, because they, they don't. There's there's a hierarchy. There's, there's there, in, in my opinion, the birds are the next evolution of sorts, where they're going to become more and more and more aware, more you know, cognitive of their area, they're going to, they have a communication that's very, very amazing, especially crows. Crows are amazing, their communication skills. So when you go out there, observe, just go outside and, you know, today, just kind of observe and see what's going on, check it out. I think you'll have fun. I think you'll have a good time with that. So, you know, when you communicate with animals, for those of you who probably been to serendipity farms, the horse farms, you know, they're known for their communication skills. Horses are huge. Your horses are amazing. Freedom. You always have a choice. So I want you guys to, you know, open, be open to possibilities. Be open to the possibilities that, you know, the animal kingdom is talking to you, speaking to you. You'll have fun with it. I really believe that. Now, if anybody has any questions or anything they want to ask, this is the time to ask them on the, the live stream. I'll be glad to help out. But go out, you know, and communicate and talk and have a good time. So I guess that's going to be a wrap for me since I don't see anybody popping up on there on the screen. Um, if you have any questions about the work I do or uh, where to find me, you can go to igigarcia.com. 
That's my personal webpage, I-G-G-Y-G-A-R-C-I-A.com, or visit us at withinsightsradio.com. That's our anchor show, and where we do our show, withinsightsradio.com. That's also, you can actually link through at Iggy Garcia, and have fun with that. So I want to thank everybody for joining me and taking some time to listen to uh, Naked Shamanism on the Sprecher Network, and we're here off and on. We pop in and out, so be looking for our shows. And uh, just go out, use your imagination, you know, have a good time, have, um, just have fun with it. Have fun with the communication. And I'm glad that everybody enjoyed the show. Thank you, Mary. I appreciate that. I want to thank, thank Mark, Julio, and everybody who's been here. Um, I do these shows because I like to share. I like to share what's in my heart, what's on my spirit, what's in my soul. And um, it just makes it a fun place when we can all know that the animals are communicating with us. So you guys have a great, 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 great day. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll catch up with you soon. And check us out our radio lineups on withinsightsradio.com. And we'll talk to you soon. You guys have a great evening. Take care.